Tate Publishing and Enterprises, along with Tate Out Loud Audiobooks presents For the Sake of the Bride Written by Kenneth W. Lewis And narrated by Sean Kilgore Introduction About 15 years ago I stood in the kitchen of our home in Kansas City, Missouri. I was supposed to have been washing dishes, but the steam that was evaporating from my pores kept my focused gaze through the rear window of our home. I was not caught up by a glimpse of anything curious. I was angry, so deep in thought. I held a dirty dish in one hand and the wash rag in the other. What could have occupied my attention in such a distracted way? That woman. That woman was my wife. A few minutes prior to this scene, we had had one of our usual spats. As newlyweds, the dispute seemed to have been more frequent than the brochure advertised. As she sat in the living room dissipating, I stood in the kitchen wishing that it was not against the law to accidentally place my fingers around her neck. You know, accidentally. We had the typical fights newlyweds have after a few years of marriage. I must confess that neither one of us was very good at handling conflict in the most delicate of ways. Of course, after the incense of revenge had burned itself out, a few nights on the couch and a few mornings of reluctant greetings, the white flag would be raised, and we would reconcile and move on with our marriage. But this particular incident had me boiling over, and it had all the earmarks of playing an extended season of a game show newlyweds tend to play. How long can you avoid your spouse? I was incensed. How dare she treat me that way? I quipped. This time, I know I'm in the right, and I am not backing down. My ego banner was proudly perched upon the mantle of my manhood, and I was enjoying this display of masculinity, until a still, small voice came into me and gave me what felt like an unfair instruction. You need to go and apologize to her. What? You want me to apologize to her? Perhaps you missed the fight. But this time, I'm the one that's right, and I ain't backing down. As minutes passed, I assumed that I had won the debate, and I could continue my vehement exercise of chest-beating. But then it came again. You need to go apologize to her. I remember thinking, that's not fair. This time she is the one in the wrong. She started it. If she started it, why am I the one having to apologize to her? For thirty minutes, T-H-I-R-T-Y, minutes, I stood my ground and refused to give in. Fortunately for me, The Lord's lightning rod was in the shop that day for repairs, so I was spared the expected rod of persuasion. But being the gentle savior he is, he simply and calmly repeated the action I needed to take. Finally, I gave in. With reluctant obedience, I made my way into the living room. I know there are worse things that can happen to a man but having to apologize to a woman who has lost all willingness to hear anything you have to say is cruel and unusual. So I got on one knee, looked upon her anger-laden face, and spoke these words. 
I want to apologize for what I did. I was wrong. I hope that you can forgive me. Love you. And just as I had suspected, there was no response. Her blank stare continued to laser across the living room floor. As I think back on that time, I'm certain she must have felt the same urges as I did. How can I wrap my fingers around his neck on purpose and get away with it? I arose from my prostrated position and left her to sulk. I assumed that as in times past, an extended period of time would negotiate a truce and we could again move on with our marriage. To my surprise, in less than an hour, she came and apologized to me. I learned an important lesson that day by me making the first move, even if she began to breathe.